What's going on, everybody? My name is Chandler Lyles, and welcome into the highlight, a serious, serious, serious business podcast for serious, serious, serious business people today. I got my buddy and business partner, Austin Lynch. Austin, how you doing, man? I'm feeling serious, but I'm feeling excited today, uh, and that is for good cause. We launched our advertising today, finally. Um, obviously, being the advertising guy, it's what I like to do, and it was Well, you know what's funny about that, that is that it, what, what's interesting about us finally launching an advertising campaign is that there's this old adage that the house painter, his house is always needing a paint job, and it's because he's never going to paint his own house. He works all day. He's not going to spend his right. off time painting his own house. And so his house needs a, uh, an update. It's funny. Um, on LinkedIn earlier, our good friend, uh, Kristen, she, uh, she talks about this, her husband edits podcast and he, uh, doesn't have his own podcast and she doesn't have a podcast right. either. And so they're suffering from the same affliction. And our company is now officially a year old when this airs. And, uh, yeah. it wow. took us a whole year to launch our own marketing campaign. And I can, you know, we have thoughts about why, but, uh, but yeah, you want to update everybody on what we're doing? Yeah. Well, I don't want to dive into it too much because we're actually going to be doing a deeper dive into our ad campaign and kind of giving you guys the keys to steal that and use it for yourself. So I don't want to, I don't want to unload too much, but yeah, it's it's pretty exciting. We're starting to slowly ramp those up. We're going to be introducing new creative pretty quickly, but you know, like you said, it took us a while. So we we launched with assets we already had, social posts that were already existing, and so part of what we'll talk about in next week's episode is how you don't need to have everything completely perfect, uh completely lined up to to get something out the door, and we'll talk about why that works. Uh kind of on the front end and prepares you well for when you're ready to do some serious promos or sales. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. I, uh, I, I don't want to be the house painter whose house needs to be painted. And I want us, yeah. I want us to practice what we preach. You know, I was in a meeting, uh, trying to pitch business to somebody the other day and this was probably two months ago. And she, she asked me, she called me out on it. She was like, you guys don't have any content on Instagram. Why do we need content on Instagram? And I, was trying to explain to her that marketing, like we've talked about many times before, is a is a relationship building activity. The problem with building relationships is that it takes a long time to get any sort of money back. Right. And the fastest way to get money back is a sales activity. And that's what I was doing. I was going out on sales calls. You know, we're having one-on-one -on -one meetings with people. It, it, it is not a... Our company to this point has not had the luxury of just providing value building content and running ad campaigns to convert. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll, yeah, we'll do a deeper dive and it's, it's going to be great. So, I mean, we'll unload kind of what we're talking about in terms of getting it set up with kind of minimalism in mind and mm -hmm. then how we're planning on kind of running these ads through the end of Q4. And yeah, we'll invite you guys kind of along that and uh, hopefully you'll be able to steal it and use it for yourself. Yeah. We'll update on some numbers too. I'm excited to see how all yeah. that's going. So, well, in that same vein, this week, we're going to talk about how to build your own content marketing machine internally. You know, maybe you're a smaller business, you're not ready to hire an external agency like us, 
Or maybe yep. you are going to go out and hire an external agency like us, and you've never done content marketing before. And the idea of just trusting somebody with this thing that costs thousands of dollars every month is frightening. And I don't blame you. That would be frightening. So what we want to do today, we want to run you through five, five parts to a good content marketing plan. These aren't too in the weeds. I think you can go as in the weeds with any discipline within marketing as you want. These aren't too in the weeds, but these are going to give you a good overview of what a healthy content marketing plan looks like. And most importantly, it's going to give you something to go execute today. And you're going to be able to, through those repetitions of going out and executing and doing the thing, you're going to get better at this over time. So if y'all are ready, we'll just jump right in. The, uh, the first thing that you're going to do when you're setting up your, your content marketing plan for the first time is I want you to pick three content buckets. You've heard of content buckets before, right, Austin? Yeah. Yep. Yes. So what what I, what I, I don't want to go, again, we're not going to go too deep. And like the, the marketing nerd in me wants to go really down the rabbit hole with this stuff, but I'm really going to fight against it. Buckets are simply categories. That's all I want you to think about. I, and I want you to take a piece of paper out, write content buckets on the top, and then underneath that, I want you to write three different areas that you and your business are experts in that you can make content around. So for us at High Beam Marketing, we are experts in running a business, doing marketing, and do we have a third bucket yet? Have we figured that out? That's a good question. I don't know. Memes. Yeah. Me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the uh the the third thing is is memes. That's a great one. But the point is is that you have three different buckets that gives you a little bit of different flavor that you can go out and create content around. But at least you have a North Star to begin to create content around. Because what can happen when you sit down with all the intention in the world to be like, hey, I really want to do this content marketing thing. Like, I want to start a blog. I want to make YouTube videos. I want to do a podcast, blah, blah, blah. Because the options are infinite, you know, it's overwhelming and you don't actually know yeah. where to start. And so maybe you get one thing out, one podcast episode out, and then you shut down right after that because you go, well, I don't really, it's, it's, there's too many options. I don't have enough constraint. I'm, I'm just going to make it up and then you quit. So give yourself some const creative constraint and pick these three buckets that you think you can adequately talk to. Does that sound good to you? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Keeping everything focused and obviously you then position yourself as the thought leader on each of those buckets. And that's ultimately what we want to do. Yeah. Next thing, I want you to pick a medium. Okay. And a medium is simply where the content is going to go. Is it going on YouTube? Is it going to be a podcast? Is it going to be a blog? Is it going to be a TikTok video? Is it going to be on Instagram? Is it going to be on Facebook? Is it going to be on LinkedIn? I don't care what platform you choose. I really don't. The big thing with choosing a platform is that you have pre-existing knowledge of how that platform works and how people consume content on that platform. Because the way people consume content on YouTube is very different than the way they can consume it on TikTok and the way they consume it on podcast and the way they consume it on a blog. There's too much nuance platform to platform to platform for you to try to match aesthetic on each platform when you're first starting this. So an example would be barbecue restaurant, right? One of my content buckets for the barbecue restaurant was recipe videos. Like we would do Southern home uh, style cooking recipe videos. 
and we put them on YouTube. We didn't do a recipe video on Instagram, which would have been a very different editing style. We put them on YouTube. And because we knew what bucket we were in and what platform it was going on, we were able to very easily create the content after the fact. There's going to be a lot of temptation for you to be like, all right, my buddy said he's on Instagram. He's killing it. You know, my friend said he's on LinkedIn. He's driving all these leads. Things are going so well. My other friend heard about this blogger that's making a million dollars a month, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's all the opportunity in the world is everywhere. And you're going to be tempted to try to do it all at once. And it's true. Pick one platform to dominate. And when you finally get that platform figured out, then you can expand to the next thing. Yeah, that's fantastic advice. I mean, obviously, you've got so many options out there. You could be trying to update a blog that goes to an email thread and you're trying to keep your Facebook you know, feed and your Instagram feeds up to date and your TikTok reels. You know, it's at a certain point, you do have to decide where you want to be winning before you can break things out mm -hmm. because otherwise you'll, you'll burn yourself out, um, at the very least. So, yeah. And you just won't be good at it. You don't have that yeah. muscle for creating content built up yet. And True. it just takes time to hone that gut instinct where you're like, Oh, this is going to do well in this way on LinkedIn. Like I'm going to phrase it. I'm going to have the hook at the top of the copy yeah. this way. I'm going to tell the story below the read more button. And it just takes time to develop that gut intuition. Yeah. YouTube's the same way. Like, oh, I got, I've got the perfect title and thumbnail for this because on YouTube, that's what matters. And that doesn't matter at all on LinkedIn. Right. So it's just, it's too much. And you're still trying to run a business. It's, it's not going to work. So pick one platform. So we got our buckets and we know what platform we're going to put them on. We got two fifths of a perfect starter content marketing plan together. Um, third thing is I want you to focus on making valuable content. Now, listen, Valuable content is going to be a word that you hear on the internet a hundred thousand times. All these gurus, all the people, they all are going to say the words, can you make content that provides value? Like what you're, you're like, I'm trying to run a barbecue restaurant. What do you mean content that provides value? Because I don't know yeah. what that means. And it's really easy. Okay. It's content that is 85% entertaining, 15% educational. That's my ratio. And you, what entertaining means you tell a story, means you're funny, means, you know, it's really story. That's really what it comes down to. Like finding a way yeah. to tell some sort of a story in the content. And it doesn't have to be a big, long narrative. Like we're big Star Wars fans. Shout out to Rogue One coming out in IMAX that we're going as a team to watch. Oof. Big hyped for that. It doesn't yep. have to be that scale of a narrative from a story, <laughs> but there needs to be a beginning, middle, and end. And there needs to be stakes. And it, it, it can be done in four sentences. But... That's what the entertaining part is. The educational part is the tactical tips and takeaways. Right. You know, with this podcast, even you look, the beginning is done very on purpose. The way we start the podcast is like a little bit of banter with us, a little bit of education, or it's all entertaining. And it's all about getting to know us as characters. And then we get into the meat of the podcast and there's more stories interwoven in with all of the different tactics that we're providing. This right. analogy I just laid out is a story. That's proving the tactic we just talked about. The whole bit is to, you, you have two sides of your brain. You have the emotional side that is only reacting to the stories that are around them. That's how it, it drives different, you know, creative juices or whatever to keep you focused on the things around you in the world, right? 
And then you have the logical side of their brain, which is going, this guy is a snake oil salesman. He has nothing good to say to you. Like, don't give him your money, shut it down, all the things. When you make actually great, valuable content, you know, the content that provides value, you're, you're helping that viewer by giving both sides of the brain something to chew on. You're giving them their emotional side, a story to connect with, and you're giving their uh, logical side, some tactics to be like, oh, these guys actually know what they're talking about. I can trust them. Yeah, and it's easier to get buy-in from a listener or a viewer when you are offering some entertainment and you're not just trying to cram information down their throats. You know, a little bit of humor, a little bit of entertainment, a funny story, or even a good analogy can go a really long way when you're trying to get information across to somebody. So yeah, I think that's an absolutely great way. I think 85%, especially as someone who kind of leans in on the storytelling piece uh, when I'm listening, I think that's, yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. And you know, there's going to be a piece of you that says, I got to sell some stuff. I got to make this an ad. I got to, I've got to tell them how great my company yeah. is. They need to the know about these CTA. barbecues. They, they need to know about these sandwiches. <laughs> and then what happens is all the content becomes an ad for your yeah. thing. And it just doesn't work that way anymore. I, think about the ads that built big companies over the last 50 years, okay? You had a TV network, let's call it ABC. ABC had three or four hours of TV programming at night that you had to watch live. And that the way they paid for that programming was the ad breaks in the middle. What's yep. the ratio there? It was like 24 minutes of content and six Probably. minutes of ads over the course of half an hour. And that's scary close to like 80, 20, 85, 15, right? And so yeah. the problem is that we're taking that old school model of saying, I'm the small business owner buying the ad space, so I have to, to try to sell my product. And that's an agreement that the customer watching TV is okay with at the time. They're like, that's fine. Right. When you get on a content platform like a Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, whatever, all of them now, honestly, they're all very similar. Mm-hmm. You are now both the TV network, the ABC, and the advertiser. And so what you yeah. have to keep in mind is you're like, okay, I've got to focus on the 85% being really good and really entertaining and really educational. And then I get to get some tactical things so people feel like they learned something and they can trust my brand. And then with like, a little bit of time left over, you put in a little bit of an ad read and that's it. It doesn't have to be this big, long thing over and over and over again. Yeah. And I think I would even argue that the tolerance for ads that users have on digital platforms is much lower than the tolerance that they would have for, you know, a TV network. So when we're talking about, you know, maybe 20%, maybe, maybe even 25% of a cable viewing experience is advertising, you're not going to get that same experience on digital because Mm -hmm. there are so many options for them out there. They really don't need to be watching your content right now. Whereas in cable, they really only have that one opportunity, that one chance. And so they're going to buy in a little bit easier to the idea of having all those ad reads. And so you just got to be a little bit more careful when you're you know, trying to get things out there in the digital space. You need mm-hmm. to get buy-in. You need to capture attention before you try and close the sale. Yeah. And I'll say the last thing about this, make valuable content. It's that first word. It's make. Pick a day, give yourself an yeah. hour, you know, and make the content every week. Pick one hour, make the content, publish it. 
Make it, publish it, make it, publish it, make it, publish it. I cannot stress enough that you don't need to overplan it. Don't overthink it. Just start making stuff and publishing yeah. it. Uh, yeah, I think it'll it, get better on your own too, right? I mean, exactly. Yep. And that, that leads perfectly right into the next thing, which is after you've made and published content, you start to look at the data that it's given back to you and you pick one thing and you improve it for the next time you make content. So if you post a a video on YouTube, let's say, right? YouTube is our big platform. That's the one we've chosen to sort of launch all of our content marketing through, right? We're taking our own advice. That's the platform we're optimizing for. If we start, we're, we're, we're what, seven videos in or something at this point, just with the podcast. There's a lot of things. A podcast is one of our buckets that we're doing. There's a lot of improvement we're going to do, and you're going to see us change our, our channel for the long term. But right now where we're at, we're making one thing, we're doing it consistently, and then we're improving a little bit every single time. I mean, this time Austin's got a light on his face. He doesn't look like he's in a dungeon anymore. It's great. <laughs> this is how we're, you know, big time on the rise, right? That's right. Huge improvements. Yeah. And so we said, okay, one episode went out. We said Austin's room looks a little dark. He likes it a little, you know, cave-ish in there. He, he, he's got the soft glow of the fish tank behind him. And yeah. it's like, all right, well, maybe we just get him a light or something for when we record and and that'll be a little bit of an improvement. And it's that one little improvement that we'll do again and again and again and again. And then eventually, 18 months from now, we'll have a pretty solid bucket of content that we make on a regular yeah. basis that provides value for our customers and also brings us business, which is what we do this for. Like we do it because it's fun, it's valuable, and we want to make more revenue. It's not that yeah. complicated. It's not nefarious. It's, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the last thing um, that will help you have a great content marketing strategy is it's your level of commitment, right? And that is, yeah, man, I feel like, I feel like as marketing salespeople, you and I have to constantly be like convincing is probably the right word. Our customers or prospects, Hey, this is going to take time. All marketing, no matter what you're yeah. doing, even if you're running paid ads, which primarily are paid ads are the activity of, I pay, I spay it. I spend a dollar and I get four back, right? Return on ad spend. And that's one piece yeah. of a marketing plan. And content marketing is way worse than a paid media, right? Which is why we tell people to do paid media before we tell them to do content marketing. Paid media is much closer to that sales activity, that hunting activity that we mentioned at the beginning of the episode. You know, right. when you start a content marketing strategy, you have to commit to the next 18 months, not bringing you one single dollar, you not getting millions of views, not even getting tens of thousands of views. Now, I mean, like if yeah. you can get your thing up to a thousand views or a hundred likes or whatever the metric is for that platform, it's so dependent on the platform that if you, sure. if you can't commit to 18 months of waiting and being consistent and patient, then you should not start this process because you're, you're basically saying, I'm happy with my business where it's at. I'm fine with it growing, maybe not growing at the rate it's at. I don't want to change and I'm good with that. Yeah. And that kind of leads us back into, you know, when we were talking about just choosing a few buckets and, you know, a channel or two to really hone in on, um, you need to be consistent. And I think that limiting your options a little bit or limiting your focus a little bit can kind of 
help you from, you know, getting burnt out and, and keep you consistent. I mean, if you're trying to go a ton of different ways, uh, it takes a lot of time, takes a lot of effort. It might even be too much learning to kind of really digest all at once. And so, yeah, I mean, consistency is key and, you know, you start to do that over several years, your engagement builds, you know, then again, as we're talking about advertising, when you've done the work and you've built the audiences appropriately, uh, when it comes time to close them, you know, they'll be ready. Yeah. Well, with all that being said, if you are doing social media marketing now, or you're doing a blog or you're, you're running YouTube videos or whatever, and you think you need some help with it, go to highbeamarketing.com, fill out the form, get you a free marketing audit. It's something we do. It's, it's fun for us. We dig into your business. We see what you're doing digitally. And then we grade you on our system. You know, we have the high beam marketing flywheel and we give you a grade for every bucket. And we tell you what we would do to improve and we tell you what you should keep doing because it's crushing and it's working and, and we're very honest about it. And I I think that if you're going to spend time and money to do this sort of thing, you need to, when somebody's offering you free help, take it and and yeah. and learn from them and, and up your own game. Even if you're going to keep doing it yourself, at least go learn from somebody else. So, um, Couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. I mean, I think we both sell the same thing, so I'm glad we're at the same level. That's pretty good. <laughs> well, you've given us the download on kind of content marketing, how to get started, you know, what your recommendations are, and kind of how you frame it. Um, why don't you close us out with, I know you said that you had some thoughts that you'd love to share with everybody on kind of platform trends and specifically TikToks and Reels as kind of where those are yeah. trending today. Yeah, I think if I was a stock picker, um, I would be all in on the, if I was a stock picker as an advertiser and I had to pick the next platform that was on the rise. I mean, we've been talking about TikTok for 24 months now and it's officially just yeah. insane. It's, there's a uh, sensor tower, um, had some data that came out from a survey they did in quarter two of 2022, TikTok had users spending an average of 95 minutes a day uh, on their platform, which oh is insane. That's um, a crazy amount. Yeah, YouTube's at 74 minutes. And then your advertising behemoths for digital, Instagram, Facebook, are at 51 and 49 minutes a day, respectively. Wow. Twitter was at 29 and Snapchat's at 21 minutes. So crazy. What I want to say about that is, is I don't, I hate the narrative of like, oh, that new thing is just for kids, right? We, we were, we're old enough now, Austin, where we remember that was a thing for Facebook, like, oh, that thing for college kids, oh, yeah. for high school kids. And now that we're in our thirties, like it's a, it is, it is laughable to me that people look at a platform that gets attention and just because it's new and scary and you don't want to have to go learn it and go through the painful process of figuring it yeah. out, you just want to avoid it. And Try you can post all. a... Yeah, you could post a TikTok right now that gets you 10,000 views and five new customers if you're a, a accounting firm, right? If I was an accounting firm, I'd be doing small business accounting advice every single day. Uh, if you're going to pick a platform, I would pick a Instagram or, or TikTok if you're starting from zero. If you're going to go with the video route, that's a great platform to choose. I mean, we have... We have a couple different clients that we're doing organic social for. Let me pull one up. We're one person that we just started working with 
this guy started with, I think he had a hundred Instagram followers when we started and we've been posting reels for him. Let's see here. This one, 5,500 views, 3,700 views, 3,700 views, 7,000 views, and then some 60 views, 700 views, 165 views. So with no followers, he's posting his core content within his buckets, doing the things we're talking about here. And with no followers is getting thousands of views. And now we're going to replicate that over the next 18 months for him. And it's going to change his whole business. So that would be my advice. Like stop what you're doing. Stop wasting time on everything else. Go all in on TikToks and reels. All right. Well, there you have it. That's it. And we're even doing it. We're we're eating our own dog food. We are officially True. making high B marketing TikTok. So if you want to follow us on Instagram Please or TikTok, do. it's great. All the things. Well, I appreciate you guys watching today. It's a great time. Austin, anything you want to tell them before we get out of here? Check out the next episode. When we're doing a deep dive on the advertising from yours truly. <laughs> Crushing it. All right. We appreciate y'all listening. We'll see you next week.